Welcome to the Brentwood School Podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life within the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our community. So let's get into this episode right now of the Brentwood School Podcast. Well, in this episode, we're going down to the woods. I'm not sure we're going to find any teddy bears or indeed bears, but we will be speaking to Lauren Ladybird about the wonderful Bayman Woods and what part they play in school life at Brentwood. We'll chat more about forest activities, adventures and how the environment can help develop young people. We'll also find out more about Lauren and is Ladybird her real name? Hi, Lauren. Nice to see you. Hi. Oh, it's so lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Now, tell me about these wonderful Bayman Woods and what have you discovered during your time there? Oh, my goodness. So Bayman Woods, um, the land that it sits on, we know, we well, we can date back to 1557. And there are so many signs in the, in these woods of, um, of it being ancient woodland. So, for instance, we have bluebells growing, primroses growing, um, something called pendulous sedge which is a beautiful reed like um, grass uh, which grows in very clay heavy soils and by water yeah and then we have wild garlic oh my goodness the smell of the wild garlic this time of the year is wonderful and all of these are ancient woodland indicators so we know that this land is very very old yeah and it's just we we yeah it's just to be in those woods you know that it is very enchanted and magical to be in that space is fantastic for those who don't know where do the Bayman woods sit and how do you use them what part do they play in the curriculum so we are very lucky to have um, some quite large playing fields at school um, and at the bottom of those playing grounds is where the woodland starts and so we go into the woodland every single day of the week we do forest school as part of our curriculum and we go out with all year groups from foundation, so ages three to four, and go up all the way in the uh, prep school to year six now, actually. We used to stop at year two, but uh, now we're going all the way up to year six and hopefully further to 18 years old in the senior school as well. And what do you think the young people get out of it? What What's beneficial and what kind of activities do they do? So forest school ethos uh, is child-led. So essentially it is not sitting the children down giving them instructions and a time limit on on what on, on when to do things it is for them to explore within boundaries that are set out so there are stop signs and rainbow ribbons and they're fun stop signs so they incite imagination so we say stop here and maybe we can watch the fairies dancing so to give them the freedom to roam in the woods safely and freely without an adult constantly following them around to encourage them to uh, manage their own risk, manage also their own uh, feelings and emotions. So we, we encourage them to self-regulate. Uh, we, we have a sort of a hammock that always is out. So if they need a sort of a downtime, a chill out time, they can go to the hammock and they can stop and breathe and relax. They, they think about things in terms of climbing trees. So, okay, so has it been raining today? If it has been, it's going to be slippery. My boots are going to be slippery. Where will I put my hands? Shall I try again another day? Instead of an adult influence of, oh, no, don't climb that tree. <laughs> it's dangerous. So you'll often be, I'll be down in the woods observing the children 
and they'll be bug hunting, they'll be looking at the plants, but they will always come to you with questions. So they will say, does a butterfly have a mouth, for example? And I say, well, yes, it does, but it's quite different to ours. And actually, butterflies taste with their feet. Um, And then how about we do a a butterfly craft? So then at the craft table, I'll put out lots of um, paper, paint, or have very unconventional materials, and they can do things like that. They light their own fires at some times, Yeah, so we call them fairy fires because we do them, they're very small and they sit um, in a scallop shell. And uh, we learn about the fire triangle. So what three things do we need to make a fire? So we need fuel, heat and oxygen. They learn about all of those three components. And just learning as the seasons change, what is growing, what is what is now dying and how are the trees conserving energy during autumn and winter to make room for new leaves in spring and summer. And um, and talking about hibernation, because my goodness, the wildlife, <laughs> the wildlife we have in Bayman Woods is wonderful. We have badgers and foxes and muntjac, which can teach us so much. So we can go, we can track paw prints and, and hoof prints and, and talk about hibernation. So all of the things that you can do in the curriculum, but outside and actually led by the children without saying we're going to do science now or we're going to do maths now they do it automatically they don't even know and it's in such a fun way sounds so wonderful and it's on your doorstep and I'm very pleased to know that there are still fairies I thought as I'd grown up they'd disappeared from the woods but they haven't obviously no, which is such good news not. oh no they're they're out in they're out <laughs> in abundance in Baymond Woods <laughs> So, so with this wonderful environment, a superb environment, do you notice a change in the pupils from when they start in the forest to when they leave? I, I do, I do. And it's not just me, it's the, it's the class teachers, it's anyone that comes down with us at a session. There will be, obviously, in, in every single school, there will be children who struggle academically. I was one of them. I really didn't like school and I'm sure that if somebody was to say to me when I was in school you're going to go on to be um, to be a teacher and teach children I would have said no and laughed at them but if I had had forest school I would have um, I would have been much better because I like myself and and, the, and a lot of the children they don't do well within four walls and having to sit down and pay attention constantly it's a lot for them and so where they might be swinging on their chair or, you know, maybe poking another child or, you know, staring out of the window, not paying attention. Outside, they're, they're, they're free to, to go about their learning on their own. So they don't, they, they're, they're much calmer. And you'll see friendships forming amongst children that don't normally play or talk to each other even. And it, yeah, it's just, it, it brings everyone together in such a wonderful way and a calming way. You know, the, the class teachers sit back and, and, and look at them and think, gosh, you know, are these the same children? You know, it's wonderful. And it is, yeah, it's very special. This new holistic and mindfulness approach to learning is hugely popular now, isn't it? How did you find yourself loving the mud along with the children? Oh my gosh. Well, as a child, I was always outside. I always loved the mud. And I, I taught, um, I actually, before I was here, um, I, I taught dance and, uh, whilst I was teaching dance, I was also doing yoga. And so I reached a point when I was dancing that I thought, okay, I now would like to take yoga and mindfulness to the children. And so I retrained and, and, and learned how to take yoga and mindfulness to children. But I was still thinking that there was something in my professional puzzle that was missing and that was nature. 
So then I took everything I had ever known and any, everything I have ever taught and took it outside. <laughs> so I brought the mud and the fun of just getting messy and uh, being free and silly, using our imagination. But then knowing when is good to slow down and to breathe and how to how to notice our breathing and how to walk mindfully and slowly to notice what is around us because we miss a lot of the magic when we're walking very fast in our day-to-day -day life so it's yeah it's it's very beneficial to um for a lot of children to again like I said earlier about the self-regulation and to to understand their emotions and that actually it's it's okay to feel all emotions but let's learn some healthy ways in which we can we can channel them and uh, mm. yeah sit and breathe and relax and stop and um mm, we can do all of that outside even if we need to scream that's a great place to scream being outside and I know I know that an awful lot of uh, of adults and indeed in older people pupils tend to listen to our podcast and would you recommend it even to those who don't have it as part of the curriculum would you recommend that they do get out into the, the greenery and really enjoy it oh my goodness 100 i mean there is a there is a saying that says everybody should get outside in, in outside into nature at least 20 minutes a day unless you're busy then spend an hour <laughs> because it's 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 scientifically proven that to just take ourselves outside if only for a little while to maybe even take your shoes off and, and and walk barefoot on the grass or simply just to take some deep breaths outside notice what is going on around you what is the what is the weather doing can you feel the wind or the breeze on your skin can you feel possibly little specks of rain and, and is that a bad thing not necessarily you know how does it feel um, watch the clouds go by and if you do then immerse yourself into the woodland my goodness look down look side to side look up see the canopy of the trees this time of year notice the flowers that are growing at the side of the paths the bird song my goodness like yes notice the bird song and it will it, it just calms us down and our lives are so busy this time you know this 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 day and age we're all rushing around trying to get from a to b and we very rarely give that give us our, ourselves permission to to stop and smell the roses <laughs> say but yeah no it, everyone should uh, get out and have a have a look in nature it's a great time of year to do it <laughs> yes I noticed you said you're very much child-led now obviously in in a lot of schools there's another culture which is called the health and safety culture <laughs> mm -hmm, absolutely and how, do, how do you get around that do you have to do a little bit of persuasion with uh, some of the health and safety people who say oh no you can't do that you can't let children do that how, how do you get around that so I'm a level four trained uh, sorry level three trained, getting ahead of myself there I do want to become level four one <laughs> soon, day soon. soon fingers crossed um, level three for the moment um, trained for a school teacher and obviously I've, I've gone through the the course to learn how to use all of the, the the tools and lighting fires safely with children when the school decide to take on uh, forest school sessions they um they are aware of what forest school is and so they put in all the all the provisions and um you know we we make sure we're doing it all completely properly all the paperwork is done but when in terms of going outside with the children we have um you know the ratios of adult to children are always there it's not a, a requirement but I, it's also it's something that I like to do when I I have teaching staff out with me with the children 
And I like to tell them how to show them how to do things as well. So they can get to use the flint and steel and pretend to be a dragon with a sneeze. And uh, they can learn how to do that. And then they can go with the children and um, we can do it all together. But yeah, in a, in a very safe and controlled way. It sounds lovely. Mm. It's, it sounds like it is very nurturing, but the children don't realise they are being nurtured. It's their discoveries, isn't it? Mm. That's exactly it. One child said to me once... It's funny that this is called forest school, isn't it? Because it's not like school at all. We don't learn anything. And I said, oh, I said, no, well, let me ask you something. I said, last week you lit a fire, didn't you? And what is the fire triangle? So he told me, he said, fuel, heat and oxygen. Well, there you go. That's science. And I said, you collected firewood for me the other day, didn't you? And I said, and you sorted it into, you know, medium, small, large, I said, that was sorting, that's maths. And then he just giggled and he went, oh my goodness, I learn a lot at forest school, don't I? It's like school. And I was like, but there you go. So they are learning, but in their own way and they don't even know. So yeah, yeah. I'm very jealous. I wish there'd been forest school in my time. I bet Me you too. do too. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> now, there's things I need to know. I need to know your favourite thing to do in the forest. So, oh my goodness, there's so many. I literally, I love when it's raining I love listening to the rain, but then I love when I'm with the children, literally dipping my hands in the mud and then drawing on my face and putting big handprints on my face because they just look at me like I'm mad and like, what are you doing? You're not allowed to do that. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I think it's fun. So I, I do I do like getting just as muddy as the children. But um, during lockdown, actually, I, I was noticing so many more insects around and I don't know if it's because there were more around or simply because I was you know, slowing down more as well and, and noticing more. So, um, yes, I got into macro photography. So now I love photographing insects and flowers up close. Yeah. <laughs> so is there something we might not know about you? Anything you could think of? Goodness, well, funny, funnily enough, somebody said the other day, so I was speaking all about the animals and um, I was asked, is there a, Lauren Ladyworth, is there an animal you don't like? And I said, well, not, no, not really. Um, but I do have a very... Um, strange fear of sloths <laughs> um, mm, I know lots of people then say oh but um yeah I genuinely genuinely don't like looking at them and you know I can appreciate them as an animal <laughs> I think you know fantastic you deserve a place here but um your face kind of scares me a little bit and um <laughs> I, I saw one swimming once on the telly and I don't know there was something about it that gave me the chills so I tend to close my eyes when they're on David Attenborough. <laughs> Probably quite good news there are no sloths in Bayman Woods. Isn't it? I know. I, would, <laughs> I, I, I won't be going to Costa Rica anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lastly, I must ask you, is Lauren Ladybird your real name? Oh, well, that would be telling. That would be can't, telling. We can't say. We no, can't say. no. Okay. Fair Let's enough. go with, yeah, yes, of course, yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you've got some very special pupils with you. I do, yes. So Lauren, can you tell me who you've got with you first? Yes, I've got Jacob from year two with me first. And I wanted to ask Jacob, what do you like most about forest school? Well, I like the fact that it's usually quite peaceful. There's lots of people around. There's lots of, lots of nature. I love the fact that birds are always singing. Oh, that's really lovely. So do I. I love that the birds are always singing. And I always feel peaceful when I'm outside at in forest school. Oh, so do I as well, Jacob. But that's wonderful to hear. Thank you. 
So you've got somebody else with you as well, I think, haven't you? I do. I also have Ivy from year two as well. So Ivy's looking extremely smart, I must say. Beautiful yes. dress and cardigan, really lovely. Yes, very. the same. You look very smart, Ivy, and I think so too. Yes, fantastic. Um, so I would like to ask Ivy, how does it make you feel to be outside when you're outside at forest school Calmful, peaceful and happy lovely oh that's really nice all the all the positive things that's really good well done um and so what do you do or learn outside that is different from inside the classroom how to be quiet and respect the forest oh interesting okay so how do you respect the forest don't go past the stop signs and always follow the path. That's right. What are at the side of the paths that we don't like to tread on? Flowers. Flowers. Lovely. Well done. Oh, wonderful. That, Thank you. That, Thank that's you, taken Ivy. me that's to the really woods, good. you know. And, and finally, I think we've got somebody else. We do. Last but not least, we have Magnus. And Magnus, I would like to know, how do you look after nature? So what's one of our rules at Forest School? No pick, no lip. <laughs> and what does that mean? What does no pick mean? Don't pick leaves off the trees and um, don't lick the leaves. So do you put anything in your mouth at forest school? No. because no, it might be... Poisonous. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So anything that's living or... Growing. At forest school, we leave to stay there, don't we? Well done. Thank you, Magnus. That's really lovely. Lauren, that is superb. It's really, it's good to hear it from the horse's mouth. We've obviously spoken about Forest School and how amazing it is, but you can tell. And actually, just talking about it, I could see the young people really kind of relaxing down. It's amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today, all of you. Oh, no, thank you for having us. It's been really lovely. Thank you, all of you. Well done. <laughs> That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, brentwoodschool.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.